Welcome. We are so glad you have joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Philippians 4.4. Who knows what that one says? For all those who learn their scriptures, rejoice in the Lord always. And I will say it again, rejoice. Wow. What a great verse. I want to talk about the joy of the Lord tonight. Isn't it awesome when someone's just overflowing with joy? The Bible says a merry heart is good like medicine. When you have a good laugh, it just releases all the endorphins and releases all the the good hormones in your body and you just feel so much better afterwards. The world tries to find it with comedians and entertainment and that will touch your soul, but the joy of the Lord touches your spirit, soul and body and every part of your being. The Amplified says, Rejoice in the Lord always, delight, take pleasure in Him. Again, I will say, rejoice. For those who did their school uh, and learnt prefixes and suffixes, re, re means again. So in other words, you're already joying and enjoying God. It says, keep on doing it, rejoice. Do it again and again and again and again. It's a daily thing and it's not a suggestion. Some people take the Ten Commandments as the Ten Suggestions. No, they're commandments. This is actually a commandment. Rejoice in the Lord, and it says to do it daily. Do it as often as you can. You say, well, I don't feel like it. There's a whole lot of times you don't feel like rejoicing. Just like you don't feel like getting out of bed, and you don't feel like eating sometimes, but you do those things you need to do. You don't feel like cleaning your teeth, but you do, because you don't want to be spending half your life in the dentist chair. And they're too expensive anyway. Well, be careful, we've got some dentists in our church, sorry. (coughs) The message version says, celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, revel in Him. Wow, so celebrate God's goodness, His love and His power. The um, passion version says, be cheerful with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let joy overflow for you are united with the anointed one. Wow. So when we're connected to Jesus, there's a joy comes. The Bible says, sing a new song to the Lord. And when you walk with Jesus, there's something new to sing about every day. It comes out of your spirit. So it says, rejoice in the Lord. It's not just an emotional thing. Joy is an emotion, but it's not just a feeling. It can be in your spirit as well. Happiness is based on happenings, same root word. So if you've got good happenings going on in your life, you've got that new boyfriend or girlfriend, you've got some extra money, someone slipped you a hundred bucks extra, the bank got a mistake and you've got an extra thousand dollars in your account, the boss decided to pay you a bonus of two hundred dollars this week and you didn't expect it. Hey, happiness comes from happenings. But what happens when the happenings aren't good happenings? They're bad happenings. We get depressed, discouraged, negative, angry, blame someone. So happiness, which is everyone chases after happiness, but boy, it's very fleeting. It's like the rainbow. Anyone see the rainbow? Was it last Monday, the double rainbow in the sky? That was awesome. Haven't seen a big double rainbow for a long time. But you go and try and find the base of the rainbow. It always keeps moving because you never actually find out where it is because it's a reflection of light which will keep moving as you move. And there's a whole lot of people trying to find happiness in their lives 
And so many people can't find it in their relationships or within a peace with God, so they start popping pills, they start looking for adrenaline rushes, they try to find it by buying something new every week. But guess what? The happiness of that only lasts a very short time, and then it's gone, and then you need more. More new clothes, more new stuff, more new cars. You need more things, because happiness is an elusive rainbow you'll never fully find. But the joy of the Lord can fill your heart every day. That's why we sing so many songs, because it's coming out of our spirit to God. Look at the joy in a child's face when they're getting a birthday present. Isn't that unbelievable, unforgettable? But then their toy breaks, or they eat it, and then it's all gone. The moment's gone. I've seen some big kids loving presents as well. And that's fine. It's good to, to celebrate and enjoy the journey of life. Hebrews 51.12 says, Let my passion for life be restored, tasting joy in every breakthrough you bring to me. For those that know their Bible, Psalm 51 was written by King David, who had been an incredibly blessed man. He was a, a musician, a shepherd. He ended up becoming king of Israel and then he sinned with adultery and murder and, and then God sent a prophet and he finally realized, hey God, I've really broken your heart. I have sinned against you. And he cries out and says, God created me a clean heart. <coughs> Renew a right spirit within me. And part of his prayer was, restore to me the joy of my salvation. And he said, I've lost my joy. When you don't walk right with God, you'll lose your joy and your peace. You might keep on, you might hold on to a lot of other things and they'll last and overflow for a season in the momentum, but your joy and your peace starts to go when you sin or you let temptation or you let unforgiveness and brokenness fill your soul. But the good news is Jesus has come to bring life and life more abundantly. The, word, the Hebrew word for joy comes from two Hebrew root words. One means bright, as in light, like these spotlights, bright. And the other word means lily whiteness. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? You ever seen a flower, a lily flower that's just so beautiful white? It's just pure white. And so David wanted to test, taste a joy that was bright, pure and as beautiful as a pure white lily. That's what the, one of the meanings of that word um, in Scripture. I love this one because we were doing this tonight. Psalm 16 verse 11. You will show me the path of life in your presence is fullness of joy. And at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. That's why we praise and worship because when you sing and praise and worship, a joy fills your heart. You can come in feeling overwhelmed, negative, fearful, struggling to cope with life, regretting things you've said or done and, and the pain of life. But when you start to worship Jesus, there's a freedom starts to break loose in your soul. That's why as a worship team, we say, come on, let's stand, let's celebrate, let's sing, let's clap, let's rejoice. And the, one of the keys to enter into the joy of the Lord is to choose to sing when you don't feel like it. Because God hasn't changed. You have, but He hasn't. And tonight I was looking around when, when Emma and the team were just worshipping and going, and some of you have learnt this key and you're just going for it. 
singing with all your heart. I know I'm noisy. I don't need a microphone when I'm singing because I just sing with all my heart. I wasn't always like that way. I was a shy young guy. But when I got born again and filled with the Holy Spirit a few months later, I started singing and I've never stopped since. I'm not the best singer in the world, but it comes out of here. I sing with my whole heart. I've learnt the power of it, and it brings such a freedom in my life. It, it dislodges fear and negativity. It doesn't make room for it to stick in my heart or mind very long. Because when you sing with all your heart, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. And some of you say, well, I don't feel like it. It's not about feelings. It's about Him, and it's a spiritual truth, not an emotional feeling. And God wants to take us beyond the natural into the supernatural. And this is one of the easiest ways to enter into the supernatural. It's to learn to worship God with all of your heart. You say, well, I'm not a real good singer. We'll just shout the name of Jesus. You can all yell out. and You can all sing. You can speak the name of Jesus. God wants to release our hearts because it was a key for me to get set free from the fear of man and worrying about what other people said about me. Because I was really shy, I was really fearful, and I didn't want to upset anyone. I wanted to keep everyone happy. And that's impossible to do in life. I was looking for happiness by good happenings. But they don't last in our lives. But I learned, I was in a church, and they learned to sing, and taught us how to sing, and praise with all of our heart. And something broke over my life. The fear of man and what other people thought about me, when I was in the middle of praise and worshipping, that was a long way from me. And if it started to come back when I was at work or in a difficult situation, I'd start to praise God and before, in moments, it was gone again. And so I learned to live in freedom. I've lived that way now for over 40 years. It's one of the keys of my life that I've chosen to worship Him with all of my heart. Because I know what happens. You rejoice in the Lord, it pushes away depression, negativity, fear, darkness, all those limitations. It can't reside there when you're worshipping God with all your heart because His presence starts to fill you and joy starts to overflow and it pushes out pain and negativity. And it's one of the things that Marilyn and I have learnt to do regardless of what situation we're in. It's a simple but a powerful key to move you from the natural into the supernatural for you to live out of God's Spirit within you. It says rejoice in the Lord always, not when you feel like it, not just when the band's cranking and when your friends are singing all in tune. It says rejoice in the Lord always. And just in case you miss it, it says, and again I tell you rejoice. It's a double imperative. <coughs> Do it with all your heart. Maybe a new Christian say, well, I'm not a really good singer. I don't even like singing. Let me tell you, when you let Jesus fill your heart, something will come out of your spirit. Even if you can't sing well, just shout it out. It says, shout to the Lord, all the earth. Shout to the Lord with all of your being. And it will help release joy, which will set your heart free. And it shifts the atmosphere. You could, you could have a, a very negative office and someone just comes through whistling. Whistling a song. And it, it sort of shifts and cuts through. Someone comes through just singing or humming a tune and all of a sudden the atmosphere in that family or in that household has shifted just by something coming out of your heart. Music is so powerful and when you use it for God, it, does, it moves from the soul realm into the spirit realm. That's why we don't do entertainment, we do worship and praise. Entertainment will touch people's feelings and soul and move people. You watch on some of the... Uh, um, 
Australia's Got Talent or uh, The Voice and those things. And a lot of people are brilliantly talented and they move people's souls. But then you get someone up who's a Christian and understands the power of the Spirit. They move people's souls and spirits. And there's a whole difference. That's why when we speak, it's not just some words. It's the Holy Spirit preaching and ministering life through these words. Because Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. They are spiritual life. That's what happens when you sing to the Lord. There's a shifting and that's how you learn to live in the joy of the Lord. Bill Johnson says, there would be more joy in the house of God if we became more aware of the one who is in the house. Wow. Instead of thinking about, well, I should have wore something different. Well, what are we going to do for supper afterwards? Or am I sitting right to, near the right person? You know, we think all those natural things, and that's okay, that's being human. But when you become aware that Jesus by His Spirit is in this house... Mate, you will sing, you will play, you will worship, you will push aside all the other stuff and things shift in the heavens and this church is learning how to do that and the roar of heaven is coming and when that starts to break loose, watch out because our whole city hears it. Our city hears it. Not just the volume you're singing, but something shifts in the atmosphere and the more of us that press in, you watch what will happen over your life and your family. Things shift because you are bringing the supernatural God into your life. And let me tell you, joy is contagious. When you've got joy, you can't resist it. Last Sunday night, we had supper with all the uh, young adult team at our place. And some funny things started to happen. And we laughed for about two hours. I was almost hoarse from laughing afterwards. We'd had a really great busy weekend. And Kieran had a great sense of humor. And that started all off. And then it was, it was on. So about 20 of us just roared laughing for about two hours and I just felt so refreshed afterwards. I thought, wow, there's something powerful. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Nehemiah 8.10 says, if you're feeling a bit weak, discouraged, negative, depressed, overwhelmed, you start to let your spirit rejoice in God and you see what happens. Here's the verse. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks. And send some to those who have nothing prepared. This day is holy to the Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Oh God, that's one of my key scriptures. Because if I lose my joy, I lose my spiritual strength. If I lose my joy, I lose my confidence. But when you've got joy... And you've got that flowing out of your spirit and you choose to let it loose. You've got to let it out. I'll enter his gates with thanksgiving. I'll enter his courts with praise. Shout with joy unto the Lord. The Psalms are full of it. You say, well, I'm not sure how to do this. Just read the book of Psalms. There's a whole lot of things to say, to speak, to declare. And it'll change the atmosphere over your life. Here's a few points just to explain. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit. 1 Thessalonians 1.6 says, You became imitators of us and of the Lord. In spite of severe suffering, you welcomed the message with the joy given by the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will give you joy. You say, well, I'm, I've, I've had a tough time. We go through seasons in life of grief and, and pain and difficulty and pressure and stress and, and conflict in relationships. That happens. That's life. But if you choose to say, Lord... I'm not going to be driven by the happenings. I'm going to be led by your spirit and I'm going to do what the Bible says to rejoice in the Lord. 
And if you do it, let me tell you, things will shift. I've seen people get healed as soon as they start to really praise God with all of their being. Because there's a whole lot of sicknesses and any doctors in the house and nurses will tell you there's a whole lot of sicknesses that start or get worse because of our mental health state and our, our emotions and negativity and fear. It can trigger off a whole lot of things happening in our body that aren't good. But when you start to pray and praise and worship, the atmosphere changes in your spirit, your soul and your body and many people start to get healed and freer. I remember Don McTadell. Some of you have heard Don preach and he was uh, totally paralyzed from his neck down after a severe motorbike accident. It's about 10 years ago now probably. And they didn't think he was going to walk. He didn't think he was going to live. It's a very powerful story. And his wife came and uh, she just put some headphones over his ears. He was paralyzed so he couldn't take them off. Had great praise music and also had Dr. Yongi Cho preaching on faith. And so he had to listen for it for about three or four hours, day and night, because he couldn't take them off because he was paralyzed. But he said, my depression and negativity and wondering whether I was ever going to get well again started to shift by the power of Jesus. Within weeks, he was out of that bed, totally healed. Totally healed. And he's traveled the world for 10 years telling everyone how God totally healed his body. When they do the x-rays every year, I love his story. He hasn't been for a couple of years. We're trying to get him back next year. He goes for his annual checkup at the Auckland Hospital. They do all the MRIs, all the uh, scans and all the checks to see how his, because his arm was just about ripped off his body. And there were so many things that there was no way he could ever use his right arm. And so they do all the tests. They come out, all the specialists, every year, same thing happens. They said, Mr. McDonnell, we've got all your results. He said, yes. He says, you can't move your right arm, can you? He says, what this? So he just writes on the board, Jesus heals. They said, there's parts of your body are not connected. There's no way you can move your arm. God has healed him, but left some of it deliberately disconnected. So the messages should not get through his arm. Then they said, you can't walk, can you? He says, well, I walked in. He said, it's impossible because there's four of your vertebrae being crushed and there's no way the signals get from here down to your legs. God has supernaturally healed him and every day he's a walking miracle and he just praises God every day and that's how he's been going for 10 years because he learnt the power of faith and praise and worship. It takes you beyond the natural into the supernatural. And God does amazing stories like that. Ours aren't always that dramatic, but he wants to lift you out of a place of negativity and depression. He wants to lift you into a large place where faith and his spirit can work. Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Number two on the list. Not, the, not at the end. Love, joy. God says, hey, love's the most important thing. If we don't have love, we don't breathe and live. But he says number two is joy. <coughs> joy of the Lord is our strength. Romans 14.17 says, For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God's all about. So I don't want to see any more long-faced negative Christians around here because I need to question your salvation if that's how you live. You might have some negative days, but if this is your constant disposition, I've got a question about how much you know Jesus because it says that it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. That's what the kingdom of God is manifest with. 
Wow, I just made a few friends and a few enemies. But we've got to listen to what the Word of God says. Don't stay in a negative place or a fearful place because the enemy's robbing from your soul. Wow. Romans 13, 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in Him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hope and joy are often found together in Scripture and in life. When you've got hope, often there's joy comes. And hope's connected with faith. If you believe that nothing's going to change in life, well, it probably won't. Do you know what fear is? It's false evidence appearing real. Fear is often the opposite of faith. You are actually fearing and putting faith that something negative is going to happen to you or someone you love. And fear has power to draw negative things to you or to others. But faith has the opposite power to bring the kingdom of God into situation. That's why we pray the prayer of faith. That's why we sing and declare with faith in our hearts, God, things aren't going well for me right now, but I declare your goodness and I praise you for you have made me fearfully and wonderfully and your kingdom will come on earth as it is in heaven. If you live like that, let me tell you, the kingdom of God starts to be manifest through your heart and your life. It's a choice. To rejoice is a choice. You could write a song on that, hey, Matt? To rejoice is a choice to choose to do it God's way, not our own way. Thanksgiving stirs up joy. You say, well, I'm not sure how to do this joy thing. Well, just start giving thanks. That's a good way to start. Psalm 30, verse 4 and 5 <clears throat> says, Sing to the Lord, you saints of His praise, His holy name, for His anger lasts only for a moment, but His favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may remain for a night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And verse 11 you have turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy. That my heart may sing to you and not be silent. O oh Lord my God, I will give you thanks forever. Wow. Wow. Some of us need to change our clothes. Put on some clothes of joy. Come on. I don't care what color it is. It's got to be colorful if it's joy. But we sometimes got to change our clothes from negativity and despair and rejection and saying, God, you've forgotten me. Let's put on a garment of joy and see what will happen. It will attract God's attention. It will draw people and there'll be something released over your life. This is the word of the Lord. It's so powerful. I've lived this for over 40 years. I know this works. Thanksgiving, that's the place to start. Praise will flow out of joy. Psalm 100 verses 1 and 2. Shout joyfully to the Lord. Don't shout out of anger. Don't just shout for your favorite football team or whatever sport you follow. Shout joyfully to the Lord all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness and delight. Come before His presence with joyful singing. Wow. Psalm 100 verses 1 and 2. It's interesting to note that when Jesus came to the earth to be our saviour, it brought great joy. Luke 2, 10 and 11, the angels came to the shepherds, but the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people, not just for the shepherds that were there. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. What about when Jesus rose from the dead? That was a pretty joyful day. 
Matthew 28, 5 to 8 says, The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell the disciples. He has risen from the dead and he's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Mate, I've been that way a lot of times. I've been full of fear, but full of joy. When I've been thrown in missions trips and preaching in foreign countries and you're not sure how safe it is or not, I just go facing my fears and start preaching and the joy of the Lord breaks loose over those people's hearts. Sometimes when you're facing a new job or a challenging conflict that you've got to resolve, there's fear. How's this going to work out? You're afraid. But you go with joy and your strength and you'll see God will help you through. So they went afraid but filled with joy and ran to tell his disciples. I love this one. When Jesus sent the disciples out two by two to go ahead of him, he said, go into the towns where I'm going to come and preach and prepare the way. He said, I want you to pray for the sick and they're going to get healed. I want you to pray for them, those that are filled with evil spirits, in the name of Jesus, and they'll get cast out. I want you to bring hope and joy and good news. I reckon some of those guys are thinking, I reckon Peter and some of them say, yeah, it's our turn, Jesus. You're doing awesome. We've learned from you. Others are hiding back saying, what do you mean? You're not coming with us. We're going to do it ourselves. So they went out. Now, the, the Bible indicates, it doesn't tell us exactly how long, but the number of towns they went to, they were probably away for two or three months. It wasn't just a, a weekend missions trip. This was quite a time. They went through a whole lot of towns. And then they come back and listen to this story in uh, Luke 10, 17. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However... Do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. So it's not just the fruit of what you do, it's that your name is written in heaven. And I want to ask you tonight, do you know that you're born again? Do you know that your sins are forgiven? Not just whether you go to church and whether you read the Bible occasionally and pray when you need to, but do you know that you're born again and you have eternal life in Jesus Christ? Because that's what he brought them back to. And then listen to what happened. At that time, Jesus... Full of joy, through the Holy Spirit said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and learned and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for this was your good pleasure. Wow, so you got the disciples coming back full of joy because, wow, this works. The name of Jesus works. People are getting miraculously healed. They're getting delivered from evil spirits. And Jesus said, that's awesome, but remember the greatest joy is your salvation. And Jesus said, this is awesome that you've revealed this to your people. And he still he rejoices over you when you step up and share the good news of Jesus with someone else. <clears throat> when you bring hope and pray. When you worship and praise and it brings draws people closer to Jesus. You make Christianity attractive. Let me tell you, Jesus rejoices over you. How awesome is that? A couple others to wrap it up. Salvation and miracles causes great joy. Acts chapter 8 verse 4 says, Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city in Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowds heard Philip and saw the miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. With shrieks, evil spirits came out of many, and many paralytics and cripples were healed. 
So there was great joy in that city. One of the versions says it's uncontainable joy. Folks, I long for the day where there are thousands of people coming to Jesus in Harvey Bay and there's great joy across the whole city. It's coming, folks. I know it's coming. I I just see it increasing. I see it in the Spirit. I see an open heaven over our city. I see hundreds of people coming back to Jesus who once knew the Lord. I see an open heaven where His Spirit's going to draw thousands of people into the kingdom of God. And He wants to do it through you and I so we share in the joy. He wants to do it. I've been in meetings where I've seen the power of God move. I remember on the Sunshine Coast, we had a, an evangelist come and within nights we had, we had busloads of people coming from all over the Sunshine Coast for healing and deliverance and our little church had about 150 people and we were just swamped with four or 500 people within a few nights and we, had, we baptized 50 in water in three nights in that place in our little church at Budrum. I know what God can do and I know the Spirit of God's going to shake this city and there's an open heaven, there's a roar of heaven coming And let me tell you, the joy will be all over our city as lives are changed. There'll be people shouting and jumping and saying, wow, how awesome is it to live in Harvey Bay because the Spirit of God is shaking our city. And everyone will start to know someone who's been transformed. That's what God's presence can do. And I know that God's at work. That's why it's worth following His ways to rejoice the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Parenting brings joy. Proverbs 23, 24. The father of a righteous man has great joy. He who has a wise son delights him. May your father and mother be glad. May she give you birth. May she who gave you birth rejoice. The joys of being parents and grandparents. Fruitfulness and fulfillment brings joy. John 15, 8 says, This is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love just as I have obeyed my Father's commands and remain in His love. Verse 11, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. As you love one another, as you share the good news and live fruitful lives, it says your joy will be complete. You won't have to chase anything else for happiness. You won't have to go for adrenaline rushes. You won't have to go to find any substances to try and fill the emptiness of your soul because there's a fulfilment that comes from the presence of Jesus Christ. The joy will be complete in our hearts. And lastly, answered prayer brings joy. John 16, 22 says that um, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you'll rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you'll no longer ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. My Father will give whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Wow, that's the power of prayer and asking. Oh God, fill us with your presence. Psalm 126 says, Those who sow in tears will reap with joy. Sow in tears love and pray and care for people it says you will reap with joy there are lots of things that rob us of our joy sin, guilt, shame, condemnation, discouragement disappointment, loss of hope and faith fear, pressure of people or circumstance rejection, sickness and pain unable to function your gift all those things will rob your joy but we've shared a whole pile of things that bring joy to our hearts and to our lives 
Isaiah 61, verse 3, And provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord for the display of His splendor. Instead of their shame, my people will receive a double portion. Instead of disgrace, they'll rejoice in their inheritance. And so they will inherit a double portion in the land and everlasting joy will be theirs. That's the promise of the Lord. Everlasting means from now to eternity. That's what God's provided for you and I. Some are saying, well, you're a pretty excited, passionate guy. I am because I've learned the power of this. It's one of my life messages that I have learnt the power of this. And I share it with you tonight. If you can grab it, if you can add to it in your life, let me tell you, you will live a different style of life. Your relationships and your household will be different. And you'll find a strength in your soul and spirit that will not hold you back. Thank you for joining us. Bayside Christian Church Community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, Check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or on our social media pages at Bayside Christian Church.